0: Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The advent of social media has seen large volumes of information generated on social media channels such as Twitter and Facebook every day. Such information presents potentially useful data for governments and businesses However, to analyze such unstructured digital data and gain meaningful insights from them is complex and difficult. Associate Professor Jiang Jing, a data analyst expert from the SMU School of Information Systems and a lead principal investigator at SMU's Living Analytics Research Centre, uses data mining to gain insights from social media platforms. In this podcast, Professor Jiang shares her research into online sensing. Professor, social media platforms such as Facebook and Twitter have been widely adopted by Singaporeans. Nowadays, many people rely on feeds from their online social network as their main source of news. What kind of social media data does the Living Analytics Research Centre track, and why do you choose these
1: platforms? The Living Analytics Research Center is continuously tracking a number of social media platforms, including Twitter, public pages on Facebook, popular discussion forums, and some blogs. Uh, We focus mostly on data from Singapore. For example, for Twitter, uh, we continuously track all the tweets posted by around 150,000 Singapore-based Twitter users. And this effort started back around 2011. There are a few factors we consider when we decide which social media platforms to track. The first consideration, of course, is whether the data from that platform is publicly available. Twitter, discussion forums, and blogs generally are not a problem because these platforms by nature are open to everyone. Now Facebook, on the other hand, poses a challenge because most people's accounts on Facebook are private, and Facebook does a good job in protecting personal data. So in this case, we only track public pages on Facebook, such as Facebook pages of many businesses in Singapore. The second factor we consider to help us decide which platform to track is its popularity. A popular platform such as Facebook and Hardware Zone will attract many users to post content on it. And the more users we have, the less likely we're going to get a biased sample of users. And this is important if we want the data to be representative of the general population. Another important factor we consider is the relevance of the platform to our research. For example, we have been collaborating with the Institute of Policy Studies for a number of years now. Because of this collaboration, we track discussion forums and blogs that are more likely to contain discussions and debates on policy-related issues. I understand that the Living Analytics Research Centre
0: has been collaborating with local think tank, the Institute of Policy Studies, for a number of years to help them analyse public sentiments on social media. Can you elaborate
1: more on this collaboration? Sure. Uh, The Institute of Policy Studies is generally interested in examining policy-related issues in Singapore, and oftentimes the analysis is through surveys of public perception. Now, with social media being widely adopted by Singaporeans, our collaborators at the Institute of Policy Studies also felt a strong need to collect and summarize public sentiments reflected on social media. Our collaboration with them started a few years back, and it was initiated by my colleague, Professor Lim Pin. In 2015, Professor Lim worked with the Institute of Policy Studies on a project about understanding public sentiments towards the general elections. And last year, we worked with them again on another project about understanding public sentiments towards the National Day Rally delivered by PM Lee. You
0: mentioned the study of the 2016 National Day Rally speech. Please share with us what were the key findings and the learning points which can be applied to future projects of
1: similar nature. For this study on the 2016 National Day Rally, our goal was actually twofold. First, we wanted to find out which topics in the NDR speech had attracted more attention from the public, as well as the public sentiments towards these topics. A secondary goal was to compare the findings drawn from social media analysis with those from a separate online survey that was conducted by the Institute of Policy Studies. And this survey attracted about 2,000 participants. Now, the reason for this comparison is to check or rather to verify whether sentiments gathered from social media are indeed representative of the sentiments from the general population, which the survey could tell us. What we found from the study was this. As you probably have guessed, we didn't really see perfect match between the sentiments on social media and the results from the survey participants. But when we separated the different social media platforms, we found that Twitter and Facebook had a higher correlation with the survey results compared with forums and blogs. Now, this is actually not hard to explain because Twitter and Facebook generally uh, have more users, and therefore they're more likely to be more representative of the population. And with this comparative study on NDR, we could verify that Facebook and Twitter are indeed better sources to reflect public sentiments. And this is an important finding for us because that means for future studies, we should probably focus more on Twitter and Facebook in order to get a more accurate estimation of the general public sentiments.
0: What challenges do you face when analyzing online social media? Actually, there are many
1: challenges we face, but here I'll just highlight two of them. Uh, one of the challenges is that posts on Twitter and Facebook are very short. Now, this makes it hard for us to predict the topic or issue mentioned in the post and also the sentiment of that post towards the issue. To tackle this problem, we're now exploring more advanced techniques from natural language processing and machine learning. There's also another big challenge we face today. Gradually, we start to see that more and more people are switching to closed platforms such as WhatsApp, and many discussions may now take place on private chat groups on these platforms. Now this would increasingly make it harder for us to understand public sentiments from social media, simply because the data is no longer publicly available. What are your research plans
0: in the near future?
1: First of all, given that Facebook and Twitter actually are still popular, so we plan to continue our analysis of public sentiments using these platforms for future events. Now, for example, this year's presidential election. And for such kind of um, future work, we can adopt the same framework we have developed. Another direction I'm exploring now is to see whether we can gain a deeper understanding of online sentiments. Now, for this one, I believe we need to go beyond simply looking at sentiment polarities towards an issue. What it means is that in addition to finding out the percentage of online users feeling positive about an issue, the percentage feeling negative about an issue, and the percentage feeling neutral, we should also try to extract and summarize the reasons or the arguments people have provided uh, behind their claims or their opinions. And this way, we could better explain why certain people are feeling positive about an issue and other people are are feeling negative about it. I think if we pursue this direction, it would definitely give us a deeper understanding of the public sentiment. And potentially, this could point out possible ways to improve existing policies. Thank you, Professor. Thank you.